Brendan Darty with the Dirtbags Dirt Talk Podcast. Got another great edition for you today. Excited to be back. Got, uh, got, got, gonna build off of, uh, last week's. I got some good feedback from last week. I know we're, uh, everybody's chomping at the bit. It's, it's getting closer and closer to June, and, and we're trying to kind of coordinate schedules and figure out schedules and, and what we're gonna do and for, for the summer and where can we play and, and what, what tournaments are gonna be going on and, you know, all that's going to be put into place, and we're going to be back out on the fields. You can already see it happening in a lot of different things. Major League Baseball's coordinating a plan right now to, to get back cranking. Uh, golf is going to start up. NASCAR. Uh, you know, everything's starting to, to kind of, I wouldn't say get back to normal, um, but it, it's, it's starting to, you know, get, get into the – the situation where we, we can sort of handle things, uh, I don't think it'll be back to normal. But, you know, ultimately, uh, we will be back all, out on the field. Uh, it's, it's an exciting time. Oh, I always say this, this time of year it goes, you know, things start to, to get really, really fast. Uh, folks want to um, kind of know what the schedule's going to be or, or where they're playing, when they're playing. Uh, uniforms start to come in. Everybody's kind of switching focus, typically, from their high school seasons uh, into their summer seasons. But this year's a little different, uh, which which we should be able to handle. Handle the uh, getting back out on the field, that's for sure. But uh, exciting time. Um, we're, we're really looking forward to... Uh, seeing seeing some guys out there playing again and having the ability to to kind of showcase themselves and and get back to the what we're really ultimately um, out there to do is is to play the game of baseball. Uh, so we're gonna break it down a little bit more today. Uh, to just an inside look uh, at some different aspects. I think there's a lot of questions out there that folks um, think they may know or, or not know. And again, we, you know, we, I, we've talked to some great college coaches the past uh, few months. Um, we, we've gotten a lot of great information, a lot of great feedback, a lot of great insight into their particular programs, um, which is which is great, but ultimately we all can't go to all the programs, you know, all the, the power fives and the, the you know, and any, any program we want. We have to, you know, work through the process and then we make our decision on where we feel like the best fit is as a player uh, and as a student athlete. Uh, you know, so ultimately that's, what has to be reality, right? There, there's the perception of of what not only you think you are as a player, what your parents think of you as a player, what your coaches think of you as a player. So ultimately, you got to be able to separate perception versus reality. Let's thank a couple of sponsors: Impact Baseball, Impact Baseballs since 2001, Impact Baseball. 
has been hosting showcase tournaments and camps, as well as promoting high school and middle school players all over the country. Impact Baseball has added ID camps, and the ID camps are listed on the website for future camps throughout the course of this summer. You can find all the information you need at impactbaseball.com. Follow them on Twitter at Impact Baseball and on Instagram, impactbaseball underscore. Hold the line apparel. Hold the line apparel is the official dirt bags store. You can find all your dirt bag needs at holdthelineapparel.com. Make sure you get on there. Lots of great deals over the course of many months. Get on there and grab your dirt bags gear for the summer. Going to break some things down for for everybody right now. Uh, talk about, you know, last week we talked a lot about the recruiting process and, and different things that that you need to kind of go through uh, as as this has as the process starts and, and the time frame of things and how you how you go about that and you know the the questions uh, and the and the feedback it, it was great uh, and and you know ultimately what people have what we have to understand is is that you are constantly constantly being evaluated as a player you're being evaluated as a parent and we've talked about this you know on previous podcasts and and, and college coaches have talked about it and pro scouts have talked about it too uh, is is that you know you are always being evaluated whether there is someone at the game that you are playing in at practice, regardless, it, it doesn't matter because you're being evaluated by by opposing coaches, by your own coach, by your own peers, by the parents in the stands, by anyone that's watching the game or sees you on a daily basis. You're being evaluated, so you know you you have to realize as a player, especially that you've got to really. Uh, be focused on the things that you are good at, and you know, there uh, wrote an ebook uh, a few months back. Uh, you can get it on holdthelineapparel.com. Um, you know, and it, and it was brought to my. I uh, was asked of me to kind of write a a little ebook that people can get their hands on and read into. Um, and so I sat down and it was a college coach, college coach's perspective on and and broke down uh, each position. So catcher, pitcher, you know, a, a every single position, what uh, not only, you know, I was looking for uh, when I went out on the road to recruit, uh, but many college coaches, what, what college coaches are going uh, and evaluating on players. Uh, and and it's it's a criteria, obviously. You, you know, college coaches, professional scouts. We, there's di- different programs, different people um, use different different types of 
scales, let's call it. So you, you have your, um, you know, your 20 to 80 scale, which 80 is basically, you know, it's, it's unheard of, um, for, you know, an 80 overall player, uh, is very difficult. You may have some categories, um, that they get graded as 80s, uh, but which is that that's difficult as well to do uh and and the way the scale breaks down and and you can do it some people use um you know one to five uh five being the best one being you know mediocre and and so when when college coaches and pro scouts are evaluating the the pro range 50 right that's that's major league average so you're being compared at if if you're a 50 you are basically major league average now you have to be evaluated you all that's the hardest part about baseball is you're being evaluated not necessarily you're you're being evaluated for what you are at that moment but you're also being evaluated for what you may be in 1 year 2 Five years, six years down the road, um, because of you know your body type, or um, the way that that your your skill set is at this point in time. Um, you know, you, the the ball may come out of your hand good. Um, you know, you may have a feel for pitches. Uh, you may have bat speed. You may have some quick twitch. Uh, you you may be you know a runner, um, a plus runner. When we say plus runner, that's you know that's an above average um, runner. So you know you start getting above 50, uh, 60, 70, 80s. Um, you know you're gonna have some some above average runners. Uh, so the the breakdown is it's not scientific because guys are gonna gonna evaluate. Um, like, like I said, and, and I said it on multiple occasions, especially in the book is beauty is in the eye of the beholder. And what I mean by that is that one coach may love your skill set. Another coach may not be real fired up about it. Uh, so you have to understand that beauty is in the eye of the beholder. Um, we, we see it, you know, in everything, um, that this guy likes this guy, but he doesn't like that guy. And that guy likes that guy, but he doesn't like this guy. Uh, so you, you've got to be able to, you know, you, sometimes you got to be able to handle the truth as well too, especially as a player, um, just so that you realize, um, how things break down. Um, and, and the one thing I can tell you that, all coaches, professional scouts, you know, they start with that, that criteria that they start with and tools, right? Your, your tools um, are something that's, that gets looked at pretty heavily uh, in, in the evaluation process. And what I mean by tools we hear it all the time, you know, the five tools, the, the run tool, the hit tool, the hit for power tool, the throw tool, and the defense tool. So there's your five 
um, you know, five tools. And so, so that's your breakdown. That's what gets evaluated. Okay. So you're, you're trying to evaluate all those, that skill set, that those tools, and then you can start to plug those in and put numbers on guys, uh, for where you feel like they are maybe present, future, um, you know, you, this guy may be, let's say he's a, a 50 right now, but he could be a 70, you know, in three or four years. If he's, you know, let's say he's a three on a one to five scale, um, he's a three right now, but he might be a four or five you know, two years down the road when he gets into our program, um, you know, not necessarily just depending on who the college coach is, whatever program they have, and they feel like their development's really good, their strength coach is good. Um, that's what the evaluation process starts with. It starts with the tools. It starts with the skill set of the player. Uh, and, and my recommendation is go out – and, you know, you, you can find, you can go on any service you want to and, and find, you know, the top players in any area. So wherever you live, um, doesn't necessarily have to be North Carolina, South Carolina, Virginia, Maryland. It doesn't have to be on the East Coast. It could be on the West Coast. It could be down in Florida. It could be Texas. Um, it could be anywhere. And, and go on the list. Look at your grade level. 2021, you know, 22, 23, 20, and see what, look at the top players. If you can see some of their, um, you know, numbers of perfect game, you know, that they have a lot of, of data that you can look at um, and, and look at their numbers. Typically the data, the numbers, the, the, those type of things will match what the player is a lot of the time. So if that guy's throwing, you know, 95, 96 as a high school player, um, you know, typically that guy's going to have a body type uh, and frame and athleticism that allows him to get his body to work that way. Um, so you you got to be realistic and you can't put yourself, you know, in a ranking um, and, and say, I'm just as good as that guy. Cause I went two for three in the same game. I went two for three off that guy. Um, you know, that, that doesn't necessarily, right. It doesn't, you, you could go over three off that guy and, and people still go, wow, that guy had an amazing game. Um, so the, you, you cannot, most of the time, the majority of the time when you're being evaluated, you're being evaluated on not your best game. If if guys, you know, just evaluate off your best game, you know, then then we have nothing to compare it to. So you you've got to be able to understand that you the need um, to to be to have a number one a mental game, which we've talked about a bunch in previous podcasts. Um, the need to have a mental game and, and be able to handle some failures because you're going to fail in this game. Um, have some motivation every day. Uh, that That's a huge piece of it. 
Um, you know, you, you, you go on Twitter, you, you go Instagram, you go on social media and, and there's so much great information and, and great, you know, motivational topics and motivational speeches and, and, and different things that, that, you know, put folks put on there to motivate you. Um, you know, but, but ultimately it boils down to you as the player and, and being realistic. You're, you're the people that surround you need to be realistic as well too because you you can't um put yourself in the same box similar box if if you're unranked the same age group you've been to you know you've been playing for uh, you know 3 or 4 years if you're if you're an unranked guy and and you think you're you know, in the top 10, um, that's probably not the case. So you've got to be realistic. You have got to be able to look in the mirror. You've got to be able to self-evaluate. That is a huge part of, of having success is being able to self-evaluate uh, your, your own ability. Uh, and then once you can be able to do that, then, you know, you, you, you become, right, you become this, this, guy that everybody wants because you have you understand what your ability is and can be um which which definitely at times um can change i mean i, I i've seen guys um you know on 70% scholarship um not play one inning and the guy the walk on guy, uh, the recruited walk-on, played or pitched, you know, an absorbent amount of innings over top of the 70% guy. Um, because, you know, when it, when it boils down to it, you play the best nine guys. And if you're in that mix, you're going to play. Um, regardless of, of where you are, uh, coaches want – the best opportunity to win the game. Scouts as well want the best opportunity, um, you know, to, to put a guy in position to help their their organization win baseball games. So you've got to be realistic. You got to be able to self evaluate, and you got to be able to understand the evaluation process. The showcases, the the. Ultimately, camps, things like that. That is that is one piece of one part of the evaluation process. So when coaches go to these showcases or these evaluations, and, and you get you, you know, we all know uh, what a sh- showcase is or or a camp, you know, a, a showcase camp or ID camp or things like that. You're going to run the sixty to start out with. You're going to take your defensive work, whether that's throw from the outfield, uh, take your ground balls. You know, you get five ground balls. Typically, you get two ground balls that are hit right at you. You get one that's up the middle. You get one on the backhand side. And then you get one on the slow roller side. So, you know, and then the catchers throw the pop times. uh, And then you take BP. And then some pitchers may, you know, throw – a bullpen, 
Um, and, and what all that gauges is, and, and this is the insider information that everybody thinks um, is a secret, but it's not, um, if, you, if you pay attention enough, is that what those showcases, I think that they're, you're, you're just grading, right? you're putting dots next to names of players um, and their tools and their skill set. So that doesn't ultimately, because there are so many more non-toolsy, showcase, good players that help programs win um, out there than there are of the, you know, six, five running, 60 guys and the guys that take this great BP and you know, have have a 90 arm, you know, throw 90 miles an hour from the outfield and 90 miles an hour across the infield and then show some arm strength uh, on the pitcher's mound and, and, you know, light up the radar gun. Um, and that catcher that, that, you know, throws that, you know. It, it, <clears throat> I did a breakdown the other day of the 2004 uh, Red Sox-Yankees game uh, ninth inning, just the ninth inning alone when the Yankees are up three three games to none, they're up 4-3, and the, nine, the Red Sox are done, basically. And um, Mariano Rivera, you know, well, Hall of Famer, first ballot Hall of Fame, obviously, but I think a unanimous, only unanimous selection um, Hall of Famer. And, you know, it, Dave Roberts... They they walk. I'll break it down right here real quick. But they, they walk Kevin Millar. Top of the ninth, they walk Kevin Millar. Pinch run for Kevin Millar. That's what made Dave Roberts pretty pretty famous. He was a good player, really good major league player. But this is kind of puts him on the map. Dave Roberts steals second base. And, and I'm going to give you the breakdown because I broke it down the other night. And you could probably get it on YouTube or uh, somewhere where you can watch the ninth inning of that game. They did it. They actually did an ESPN 30 for 30 on from the I think it was from the ninth inning uh, of that of game four. Yankees trying to close them out till the Red Sox went through and, and swept through the World Series. But Roberts gets an. Unbelievable jump. Rivera picks two times before that. It's an unbelievable jump. Throws a fastball up and away. He's left-hand hitter, so it was a great pitch to throw on. Jorge Posada was the catcher at the time for the Yankees. Was a, I want to say, he. I think I got it at like 181 to second base on a steal. 181. Hey, this is in a game, live game, playoff game, close out to get to the World Series. So it's not, you know, middle of July game. This is there's some intensity to it. There is some some you know, the the place is going crazy. Steals the bag. He ends up being safe. 1-8 like 1, I think. The throw was 2 inches to the left field side of the bag, which made him safe. If it was two inches to the right field side of the bag, it would have been 
right in Jeter's glove, drop the tag, Red Sox go home, Yankees probably win the World Series. Um, so, so two inches changes the course in history, baseball history, because the Red Sox were down three games to none, steal that bag, Bill Miller gets a base hit up the middle, the rest, Ortiz hits a home run in like the 13th or something, um, Red Sox win that game, they go on to win four straight, and then they won eight straight games and win the World Series, so two inches is a matter of a, a, a World Series ring and going home from the playoffs. It's, it's amazing to think about that. But to get back to my point of the old pop time, I, anyone can evaluate a pop time, a catcher that's behind the plate with a guy throwing a pitch that's up in front of the pitcher's mound there's no runner. There's never a hitter. You can cheat. You can run up. I mean, I've seen all anything you can possibly try to do to try to cheat on a pop time. I've seen it. You cannot. I've seen guys. I watched a catcher one time. He was. It looked like he was turning double plays behind the plate in a, at a showcase camp. So, like, do you what you have to understand when you're showcasing? It is not make or break. What you're being evaluated on, and, and it gets down to this, you're being evaluated on how you move in the course of the showcase. So they're not watching. They want to see some arm strength, but they can watch. You can you know if a guy has arm strength when he does things the right way, if he catches and throws behind the plate. Um, if he's accurate when he throws from the outfield, does he move his feet around on the infield? Do, do his feet work? Um, does he have rhythm when he throws? Is he accurate when he throws? I mean, everybody thinks it's this, I got to throw it as hard as I can, but that stuff does not play. It does not play in the game. And you cannot think that because you are the hardest thrower that someone is going to just walk up to you with a scholarship. They may put your, you know, they may put some notes down and say, you know what, this guy's got some arm strength or this guy doesn't, he, you know, he lacks a little bit. I, I'm, But but ultimately what they do, pitchers, they're going to come see you play again. So don't get caught up in the old showcase evaluation because – if any coach, right, he, if he gets one opportunity, um, if, if all they have is one opportunity to evaluate you, and that's at that showcase, um, you know, it, it's going to be very difficult. I, I, I don't know any guys, any college coaches or even pro scouts that have, have offered money um, to anyone off of a showcase, off of a 60, some throws from the outfield, throws from the infield, throws behind the plate, a bullpen. They want to go in and watch you play again. Um, so that that's ultimately what the the gauge of, of the evaluation is and the showcase is. Don't go to a showcase and just try to throw the crap out of it all the time. They can measure the arm strength, throw, show your arm off, but show your arm off in game-like manner. That's what they want to see. 
They want to see your feet move, and they want to see you play with rhythm. Always said the, the ground ball, especially for infielders, the, the separator ground ball for me is the slow roller. That that is everything that you need to see. That's what that's what they should hit at showcases. Just five slow rollers, um, because you're going to see everything that you need to see um, in a within a slow roller. You, you you make them move a little bit. You can see some arm strength. Uh, you see how he throws. Can, does he have body control? Does he have athleticism? Can he throw from multiple arm angles? Um, you know, that's the, the ultimate gauge of a guy's ability um, It is are all those things mixed into one, not just some arm strength. Hey, there's a lot. They're called, you know, guys that hit a lot of balls out in BP and, and you know, just take an impressive BP. Um, you know, those guys, there's a lot of those guys. And, and you know, you, they're called, you know, whatever time the game is. So if you got a, a seven o'clock game, they're they're called five o'clock hitters. Those guys that can hit, take BP, but it doesn't translate in the game. Um, that's ultimately what evaluators, and I, when I say evaluators, college coaches, professional scouts, um, a, any type of person, you know, even the guys that that run the services, the recruiting services, or or um, you know, the the perfect games, the PBRs, the impact baseballs. Um, all those guys, you, you know, that are evaluating you, are evaluating your your number one, your tools, your skill set, uh, and, and then you know they want to see it in the game. The BP is one thing. A lot of great, lot of great BP swings I've seen in, in a lot over the years. But ultimately, it boils down to your ability on the field in game like conditions. Um, is what's going to separate you. Don't get caught up in the evaluation. Um, you're going to get looked at. Hey, if you're having a, you know, how do you react when you make a bad throw? How do you react when, you know, your BP doesn't go great? You're, you're not being, a, you're, you're being evaluated the entire time. If a guy likes you, there, there may be a guy, a, a, an evaluator that comes there to watch you work out. So he's not just going to watch your workout. He's going to watch how you walk into the field. Are you walking in, uh, and and your your parents are um, you know handing you your bag? Um, he's gonna watch. You know, are are you do you are you getting a drink? Are they bringing you a Gatorade in between? Um, you know your your sessions. Um, that you're being evaluated on that. Are you you know if it's hot? Are you you know after it's done? After you get done, you know what type of shape are you in? Are you are you prepared? Or are you just out of gas after the sixty, um, and and you're you know you're you're passed out, laid out down in the the corner of, you know the dugout or or you know you're being evaluated on all that stuff, so so don't think that just because the only time you're being looked at is when it's your turn to go, your three or four throws, um, five throws from each spot. That's when. You're being evaluated. You're being. You are constantly being evaluated. I mean, I've seen guys. I, I, we've all college coaches can say this. Professional scouts have have written guys have crossed guys off the list because of something they did when they were not showcasing. They went out, kissed their girlfriend, 
um, you know, went immediately and, and got instant, you know, breakdown of the showcase results from their parents or somebody in the stands that's with them, um, you cannot, you, you got to be able to ultimately understand that you're, you're constantly, constantly being looked at. And if, if you have a skill set or a tool that those guys want to see, they will come back and see you play. Even if you have a bad day, even if you have a, a subpar um, workout, that's just that's that's the nature of it. You're, you're not always going to be crossed off. There are many things that go through, go into a player being evaluated. So understand that. Make sure that you are you know always prepared, always ready to go. Um, moving from from your defensive work to BP, you know you've got some energy. Keep keep your energy. Um, first of all, you should never not play with energy. Um, that that's that's uh, you know rule number one in in anything is you know having energy, playing with energy. Um, that that's what guys want to see. Now, now there's obviously there's some over the top stuff. Um, but, but people, people want to watch guys that, that love to play the game and it, it drives me crazy. Uh, it, the worst thing I hear is, is yeah, we grinded it out or, or that was a grind. Um, or, or, you know, we've been grinding all year. Uh, that, that kind of stuff drives me nuts. Number one, you're playing a game. It, it should be fun. Should not be a grind. Um, you know, what we're in right now, what we just went through for, for 40 days, that's a grind. That's not fun. That's not, not something that, that you want to con- consistently have to deal with um, all the time. So, so I, I would never use the word grind uh, when it comes to being able to get out and play um, a game that supposedly, um, you, you know, you love. Um, it, it's, it's, it's just not the attack minded mode you should have or play with. Baseball is never a grind. If you're out on that field, man, you get to, you don't have to be out there. You don't have to go to that showcase. You don't have to show up and play, you know, five games in three days or, or whatever tournament you're playing in. Um, you know, you don't have to, to grind it out as they like to say golfers say it all the time it drives me crazy man if you if it's such a grind then don't play it uh, ultimately that that's what it boils down to you know if, if it's if it takes all your energy and and you don't want to you know you don't want to go work out and and be you know prepared at the highest level then don't do it that, that's that's what it is don't put yourself through it i mean i i Talked to to a group uh, the past couple weeks, you know, and and been, had the ability to have some practices, and and um, it's a younger group, but you know, and I get it. Th- those workouts right now that you're going through that that you like to, 
You like to throw up on Twitter. Everybody throws them up on Twitter and, and Facebook and Instagram and, you know, how you're getting after it and, and you're, you're working, the, the grind, all that. Well, well guess what? When, when you, if, if it's just, you know, you hitting and, and, you know, there's no intensity to it, you have got to practice and play and work out with an intensity. Two hours, if you're hitting for two hours, if you do it the right way, you will your hands will be raw from hitting for two hours. So if someone says they're hitting for two hours, they're not going about it correctly. You can do 30, 45 minutes at a high intensity workout and get just as much out of it. Game like every rep, you should turn the dial up, hitting off the tee. Whatever that may be, I know we've got some some things that that are with our hands that are tied that we can't go into and and do um, the way we'd like to. But you have got to practice and play with a passion and an energy and and a commitment that that tells every single evaluator, whether it's a pro scout or a college coach, whoever that may be that, man, this guy is ready to play. And I'm not saying you got to play with a chip on your shoulder all the time. I mean, that's great. There's not many people that are built that play with a chip on their shoulder. And there's a lot of guys out there that, that play with with an easiness, uh, you know, emotionless uh, way, um, but they're still getting after it. Just like I said before, you know, beauty is in the eye of the beholder. And I've coached the the – the energizer, you know, bunny type guy. And I've coached the guy that looks like he's out there sleepwalking. Um, but ultimately, you know, those guys are wired differently. We're all wired differently. We learn differently. Um, we're built differently. We have energy differently. And, and you have to be able, whatever your personality is, you have to allow that um, to come out because the last thing you want to be written down during the evaluation is, you know, man, this guy's that might be a little lazy, um, doesn't really seem to be into it um, today, whatever it is. Uh, you know, we're, you're going to have bad days. You're going to go 0 for 4. You're going to go 4 for 4. Um, you're going to strike out three times, um, you know, and you're going to, you may have a game where you hit three home runs in a game. But, you know, be the same guy, whether it's being evaluated at the showcase, pregame, postgame, during the game. Um, you know, do the things that you know um, go along with being, being evaluated. Um, you know, a lot, a lot, it's funny to me that... You don't ever see. I. I, I mean, I've. I've never heard of someone. You know, in the middle of the school day, um, getting brought. You know, a Gatorade, um, while school was in session. Um, their parents bring them a Gatorade in the middle of history class. Um, that that doesn't happen. So you. What do you do? You go to the water fountain. You get a drink. You, you, you go to the bathroom, 
You don't, you don't need permission. You don't walk out of class and look for your parents to say, man, I just, I didn't do real well on that history exam or that math uh, quiz. You know, so, so why, when you're out there, why, why do things change? Number one, you're, you know, they're, they're, they're not around at school. I get that. But a lot of times they're at the game, they're watching the game. They want to see their kids. Um, and, and I understand that, but you know, you, you, you're, you're old enough most of the time to say, Hey, pack me a cooler. You can, you can sit behind the plate. You can sit wherever you want to. I don't care. But this is my two hours, three hours, whatever the game is, or, or you know, sometimes eight hours, if depending on how many games you play that day. But but this is this is mine. Let's let's break it down. Let's break things down after we're, we're done here. Car ride home. We can break it down, which is probably you know, I don't know if necessarily you want to break it down right as you get in the car. But break it down the next day, sleep on it, let them sleep on it. Um, you know, I, I think you as a player, and and uh, honestly, you, I said it right at the beginning, is is you've got to self-evaluate. You've got to be able to, to you know, learn the evaluation process, what goes into that. You're not going to have, um, you know, you're not being evaluated on one particular day. Um, you're going to be evaluated on a, a bunch of, a bunch of different, um, you know, kind of time frames. You're going to be evaluated on, you know, the, the, that guy at camp, um, you're going to be evaluated Differently than you would at a showcase. They may have more time with you. They may ask you if you go to a particular camp. They may ask you to stick around. Um, you know, in between sessions, take some extra ground balls. Take some extra hacks. Take some um, to do do a little bit extra um, because they want to get eva an evaluation of you. Hey man, we saw this guy at this showcase. He's coming to camp. You know, we we want we want to evaluate this guy a little bit more. Um, you've got to you've got to understand that. As a player, as a parent, whatever that may be, you got to have the ability to process it, break it down, showcase your ability, whatever that may be. Um, every guy's different, just like I said before. Um, you, you, you know, beauty is in the eye of the beholder. Everybody's going to have a different opinion uh, of of what they're looking for. So. Trust it. Trust in your ability. It's not a grind. Go out there and play and have some fun. Baseball's around the corner. We're gonna gonna, you know, get back to playing and, and evaluating and and really, really um, you know, start to to have some fun and um, you know, things will be before you know it. You're going to be standing in the middle of some random high school field in Marietta, Georgia, hoping um, that college, some college coach is standing back there watching you play. But that's not why you play the game. 
You play the game because you love the game. And you have to take that every single day. So, you know, the great quote uh, from Field of Dreams, you know, if, if, if you build it, they will come. Um, you have to take that philosophy if you are good enough they will come and and that is what you have to have uh, in your brain and work every single day with an intensity uh, and a fire that that you know sets you apart set yourself apart from everyone else you go to showcase 300 people there right how, how are you gonna separate yourself from 300 people if, if you're not going to hit balls over the scoreboard, you're not going to throw 100 miles an hour, how are you going to do that? Right? You, you can't just – you can fall in. It, 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 this, this is a perfect perfect little ending right here too. Right? It, it's it's – what we're, we're talking about, this, this virus, this coronavirus, COVID-19, we've talked about it for three and a half months. Right? So, so we've done some research on it. Obviously, I have at least – and and right, they're talking about the herd mentality where, hey, let's just go out. Everybody will, will build up this immunity to it. And then, you know, everybody looks the same. That's what a showcase is. It's a herd mentality. I'm not telling you to go out and, and get, you know, get yourself sick. That Believe me. that's. But you got to separate yourself from the herd. You got to separate yourself from everybody looking the same um how, how you gonna what if there's you know 250 guys who throw 88 miles an hour at the showcase you know how you gonna separate yourself is your secondary stuff better what what are you gonna do i mean you 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 got to be able to separate separate things and and you know ultimately um you know be a guy out there that is People are that people want to come to watch, you know. Um, I I think that that's that's what college coaches want to see, man. How how does this guy separate himself? That's just a little bit of a uh, little bit of my breakdown on the evaluation process. You gotta. Be able to separate things. Um, you got to be able to work with some intensity and practice with some intensity because you can't just lay around eating Doritos and playing Fortnite and think that, you know, that two hours of work you put in today is going to, you know, work. Get out there. Uh, get after it. Get yourself better. Looking forward to seeing everybody out there a couple weeks.